You're listening to SBS News. President Joe Biden was greeted by enthusiastic supporters at an event at a Baptist church in South Carolina, intended to rally voters before the Democratic Party's primary on February the 3rd. But the event was underscored by the conflict in the Middle East, after U.S. officials confirmed three of its service members had been killed and dozens more wounded after an unmanned drone attack on a base in northeast Jordan, near the Syrian border. President Biden asked for a moment's silence for the fallen soldiers before reiterating a pledge for reprisals. I want to point out that we had a tough day last night in the Middle East. We lost three brave souls in an attack on one of our base, and we shall respond. In an election year, the Biden administration has come under scrutiny for its handling of the escalating war between Israel and Hamas. Analysts have described the first U.S. military fatalities since the war began with Hamas's October the 7th attacks, which the White House has linked to Iran-backed militants, as a potential tipping point in the conflict. Senior Middle East analyst at Oxford Analytica Laura James says Iran itself, which also backs Hezbollah militants in Lebanon and the Houthi rebels in Yemen, has limited power to stop the conflict spread. Iran does not want an open conflict with the United States um, and will do everything it can, I think, to avoid that. But at the same time, it cannot afford uh, not to establish its own deterrence. So if there are senior attacks, it will have to respond in some way. And we're just going further and further down the slippery slope. The deaths are the latest challenge for the international community, following the decision by at least nine nations, including the US and Australia, to suspend funding for the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestinian Refugees, or UNRWA. Israel had alleged on Friday that 12 UNRWA employees were involved in Hamas's October the 7th attacks. UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres said action had been swift and that the UN had dismissed nine workers, with one confirmed dead, and the identity of the others being clarified, but pleaded for aid to continue to the two million Gazan civilians dependent on UNRWA for daily survival. But other countries, including now New Zealand, have distanced themselves from the move. Palestinian Prime Minister Mohammed Steyer says the suspension of funding should have waited until Israel's allegations could be fully investigated. We were extremely shocked that certain number of countries have decided to suspend its aid or their aid for the UNRWA. The countries that have announced this suspension, their aid amounts to 70% of the annual budget of the United Nations Relief and Work Agency. This measure is extremely dangerous, and it is our hope that it will be reversed. Palestinians in Gaza, where the health ministry says at least 25,900 people have been killed and more than 64,000 injured, expressed dismay at the loss of essential aid. Displaced resident Fatin Safin says the whole world bears responsibility for the desperate humanitarian situation there. It is the world that cuts the aid from children and women. We are not talking only food, we are also talking about cutting medicine. They would also cut us off from the air if they can. What is our fault as a Palestinian people? Our land has been occupied, our houses have been destroyed, and we have been through many wars, and this is the worst. 
There was renewed hope for a ceasefire on Sunday, following the news that William Burns, the Central Intelligence Agency director, had met in Paris with top Egyptian, Israeli, and Qatari officials, with Israel reporting constructive discussions. But with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu saying significant gaps between Israel and Hamas still exist, Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant said Israel had no alternative but to intensify its campaign in southern Gaza. We will increase and deepen this pressure, and we will continue. It is happening now in the western Han Yunis area. Many terrorists are surrendering in other places as well, and it will increase. You will see. We will all see it in the coming days because we have no alternative. In Israel, the families of the more than 100 hostages held for more than 114 days in Gaza after being captured by Hamas on October the 7th spoke directly to Mr. Netanyahu. Calling on him to get the deal done. Orgat, whose sister Carmel is still being held in Gaza, said both sides needed to be open to compromise. There is still an open question that all around it is just wasting our time. And the question is about the ceasefire. And as you know, there is uh, people that try to see it as a, a lost in combat or lost in the war or anything else. And a ceasefire just means. A ceasefire and to save life. Henry Buckley, SBS News.